Hello everybody and welcome back to the Coffee Club Podcast, episode 122. My name is Morgan McDonald and I'm joined by co-host George Beamish and Oliver Hoare. And today is a very special day because it is Mr. Ollie's birthday. Happy birthday, Ollie. How are you feeling? Uh, old. 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 But I'm joining, I'm, I'm like in the, in the same club as you guys now, so I feel like I'm, you know, starting to grow up. The trio has united at the age of 27. Yeah. Not, for a, not a good club to be in. Let's <laughs> <laughs> no, not. It's, uh, in the gym this morning, Andy was like, yo, bro, welcome to the 27 club. I was like, I don't know, that kind of means something different. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you want to say that. Like, I mean, I mean, he meant it in a good way, but yeah. he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't implying that you're going to die soon, but I don't know. You don't want to risk it still. Yeah. Another, <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't want to risk it. Another but, year, not, not wiser, but another year. I think oh, yeah. you're wiser. Yeah. You've, you've you've gained a lot of experiences this year. I think you're much yeah. wiser. From making a lot of mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Probably, probably <laughs> a lot of wisdom. That's how you that's gain. Life. That's how you yeah, get wiser. That's how you get wiser. You just make. You just fuck up a lot. That's but, the game uh, of life, right there. Yeah. So that's no. Nah, thank you. Thank you, boys. It was. I should have had nice. a sign. I was just thinking. Well, I, I'm gonna press a random button. It's it could be from the price from who wants to be a millionaire. Oh no. That's not very happy birthday. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's like. I wish we had like a cheering one, but we do have a poem. Are you ready? A birthday poem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Which this should also have a backing track, but it's written by Gus. So, by Gus. Yeah, he hasn't gotten me anything yet, the dickhead. So, <laughs> Well, this is it right here. Yep. Whore on the track, whore on the mic. Coffee chats and world-class stride. Birthdays bring your laughs alight. May your flames burn ever bright. Oh, that's very nice. I didn't think Gus was able to like even so put poetic a sentence together. But it's a bit sentimental. Yeah. Um, that was good. I've been waiting for him to give me something because, you know, he, he gets rent for free and food for free and he just runs the podcast without any um, <laughs> any friction from us. He's literally just running yeah, that slaves. show. But um, no, that's a beautiful poem. Thank you. Thank you, Gus. I frame it and put it in like in the bathroom. As you should. Um, so on top of Ollie's B-Day... There has been a lot else going on, mm. and today we'll cover attempt to cover a bunch of it. Recently, we took a trip to BU, which we'll cover for most of the podcast, but then also a few other you know notable performances and some other news in the track world. And uh, the big one this week is also the U.S. Olympic marathon trials, which we'll give our best. I mean, I've, I we're so think, bad at marathons. I don't think any of us have so done, the, done the appropriate research, but we will talk about <laughs> it. We, we'll give it a go. But before we get into it. Um, talking about Boston, uh, first off, I just want to say it was so, so nice to see all the coffee club fans out there. Ollie would have loved it. Yeah. A lot of people, um, just, you know, a lot of go coffee clubs, a lot of people repping the merch and all that, a lot of smiling faces. Everyone was just so friendly out there. So like, I really felt like, like this is our place, you know? Okay. Can I have a question? More, more coffee club merch than OAC merch out there? <laughs> just a little question there. Did we see a lot of coffee club compared yes. to OAC? Yeah. Nice. There was one. There was one girl wearing coffee club T-shirt, OEC scarves. Okay, so she was a double bubble. I respect that a lot. That, yeah. That's a huge respect there. That's dedication. Love it. Love nice it. dedication. But Definitely a lovely fan base out in Boston. Yeah. Feel, feels like a feels like a home meet. So thanks to everyone there. Yeah. Now, awesome. I mean, this was my first time experiencing the Boston magic. I mean, Boston as a city, awesome, but specifically this track meet, it's so because just everyone there is such a so into the sport. Like it's a lot. It's all distance runners. Um, and there's all these, you know, East Coast schools. And a lot of the kids that go to those schools, I think a lot of them are maybe D3. And so a lot of the kids at these different schools just love the sport. 
and you really feel that energy like having kids around you who maybe just broke nine minutes for the 3k for the first time and it's just like they're so hyped there's just oh, like the track feeling so good it's so fast like it's just such positive like it feels so good to be a part of that and uh one thing uh very lucky for us is in these scenarios people give us coffee Coffee beans, yeah. <laughs> Coffee beans. So a big win for us. So we have a quick few shout outs uh, from that. Um, big special mention for this first one, the a couple of the, or a few of the ladies from Providence, and this is a crazy story. They wrote us, they gave us these nice beans from um, Wellington, Coffee Supreme. Mm-hmm. Pretty, if, if you're from New Zealand, is this just like, you just know. You definitely know of them. Yeah. yeah. I don't, we don't normally drink those specific ones but i see them in every grocery store in new zealand so yeah very well known this is massive this is massive also got the tim tams this is massive oh i'm just gonna hand them for you because to you because your birthday i know (laughs) maybe you have some thank you well i I have to admit like this is like uh this is massive for aussies Mm. um because people say i like vegemite you guys eat vegemite and a lot of people don't like it but everybody everybody loves you can't not like tim tams you cannot like not like tim tams i'll credit i'll credit australia for the tim tams tim tams are popular in new zealand Popular in New Zealand, but I'm not going to try. Not going to try claim those. No, no. But the, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, it's just universally known that Tim Tim's amazing. So, like, that's a huge win for yeah. us. That's a massive win. No, we appreciate a lot. And we yeah. have, they gave us a lovely card as well. And I just have to, it's crazy the parallels between this trio and us. It's uh, Annabelle, Kim, and Tessa from, they all run at Providence. And it's a trio made up of two Kiwis and one Australian. And the Australian, has a dog named Gus. Isn't that just... That's crazy. Do you know what my suggestion would be? What? Start a podcast. Start, yeah, <laughs> start a podcast. I think you should definitely... It'd be like the girls' version of the girls' coffee club. There's a market there for it, for sure. Yeah, they yeah. honestly make that happen. <laughs> they should make that happen. They would actually do really well. We, we will help you out in any way. Yeah. <laughs> if we we'll can. just fund it. We'll fund the... the um, we'll, take all cri- we'll take all credit. Yeah. But... We'll have the two Gus's as the two CEOs, one yeah. CEO of the ladies podcast and then, then we got Gus for ours. Yeah, so thank you for that. Uh, I think we will. They requ- they made a bold request in their letter. They requested a, a Gus 2.0, a Gus plushie. But it's like when you when you do all this nice stuff, I think we have to submit. And so oh, we'll be yeah, they, they were very confident. They, they put the address on the bag. <laughs> oh, they did? <laughs> you can send I it mean, here. They sent, they sent Tim Tams. That's like a huge... I mean, yeah, they're getting a good But they did say that they already have a throne ready for it. So really? it's like, how can you not? Yeah, nah, definitely. So One coming their way. Thank you guys so much. We yeah. wish you all the best of luck for the season. I might, uh, yeah, I'm going to start first performance of the weekend to give a shout out to Kim, shit, what's her last name? Kimberly May. According Kimberly May. That's her Instagram. Just ran number two all-time indoor mile in Boston, 427 NCAA lead. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Amazing run. Yeah, congratulations. Them so Kiwis. Congrats for thank that. You. Them Kiwis, man. Coming so, in force. Yeah, thank you. And, we have and a she's a Coffee Club fan, so. Yeah, <laughs> huge. We'll, we'll, we'll claim that as an honorary <laughs> Coffee Club TC performance. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've got a, we've got a couple of, another, couple of extra bags here. I got one, which is a bag. I mean, we get given them kind of around meets, like day before or pre-meet or like after the race. <laughs> this is definitely the soonest I've ever received a bag of coffee post-race I'm, I'm within 30 seconds of finishing the race <laughs> um the uh a bag of beans was shoved into my hands right over the finish line which was amazing Perfect. that was, happened to I me mean, at, in california a guy just gave me mountain dew when i was pacing <laughs> yeah. i got off the track he just he just like just handed it to me amazing. so it's it 
Easy it was access. Great. Easy and I held them up and everyone kind of cheered. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> it funny. So That's great. that was uh, a bag from you to the Coffee Club boys from Little Wolf grocery and you know they're fancy because it's only an eight ounce bag yeah that's that's a that's a <laughs> the list the less coffee is in there <laughs> the more fancy it is yeah when yeah. we sell our bags they'll probably be about two ounces two ounces <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like one it'll just be one, one shot yeah it's just that good and then uh the final coffee was from uh marathon sports guys in we're trying to decide whether it was from Wellesley or Wellesley. I think it's pronounced Morgan's Wesley. Oh, Wesley. Wesley. I think it's just pronounced Wesley. Wesley. I don't know if that's correct, though. You're skipping so many letters. I don't know. Maybe you have to say it with a Boston accent. Yeah. If you got the Boston accent in there, maybe. All right, someone, you're going to have to let us know if it's... Wait, what are you saying? Wesley? Just Wesley. Wesley, <laughs> Wellesley, or Wellesley? What about Weasley, like Harry Potter? <laughs> maybe it's Weasley. Weasley. But, but, the, but the shop is called Marathon Marathon Sports. Yeah, the running store, not the coffee store, no. I don't think. Coffee shop is, I don't know, Cabrera Classic? That's what it says on here. Fazenda? I don't know. But they're from Dedham, Massachusetts. Must be nice. Fazenda. Nice. These ones are from Ipswich, Massachusetts. So, a couple local bags. So cool getting the, uh, getting the, oh, see on the back of this, they put how to pronounce their brands. Come on. That's, oh, what, really? I, that's what I needed for Wesley. <laughs> Fazenda. 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 Okay. Yeah. Got to the bottom of it. Yeah. So thank you to everyone. We appreciate it. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's just like the one thing like about the podcast that uh, I think I'll never, ever get used to is being able to go to meets and seeing that kind of response. I'll never get used to that. And I'm sure you guys just like embellished it. It was just, this is so good to have uh, people out there that get that enthusiastic and that excited about our sport and as well as excited about what we do here, which is like crazy to us, but giving us beans and, and Tim Tams and lovely letters, like it means a lot. So like, it's sad that I wasn't there, but I, it's just, it's amazing. To the hear. love is coming to you. The love, is, the, lo- the love is coming to me. So that it's very nice. So thank you very much to everyone that, um, that's done that. It's awesome. Yeah. It's not Boston wasn't the same without Yoli. Yeah. Next time. Next I, time. I think I, I was the only male that didn't race on our team, right? Correct. Yeah. Damn. That yeah, could have, that could have been me. crazy if we had all of us in the same race. We well, actually have never been all in the same race. No, the closest I mean, we got was the do. was the legendary oh. sound running sound cross running camps, cross camps. But, <laughs> but Jonas wasn't. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Jonas, Jonas, Jonas yeah. didn't run that one. Yeah, yeah. He got out of that one. <laughs> yeah. How did he? Lucky bugger. Oh, my flight got cancelled. I'm sorry, I can't get there. That's the way to do it. You go to Europe. No, I think we'll get there eventually. But that's honestly like having uh it's just hard to get the whole team together i mean when you have that many people like there's always going to be up and downs right in everyone's journey and it's hard to get everyone in sync for sure so Mm -hmm. but we'll we'll get there one day i have a good feeling we will yeah so boston yeah it was my first time going to the city racing and as everyone like everyone hyped it up so much to me and it definitely delivered it was like just a nice cool mix of like different cities really good european vibe definitely had a very big european city vibe compared to some other american cities i think having the big charles river going down the middle helps a lot and in terms of um what's the word i'm looking for everything for us just felt so easy like the track was only a 10 15 minute uber away the hotel was good had plenty of good cafes and food around it uh getting on the track like the meat itself despite being in some way so chaotic is also so smooth Mm. it's it's like the best of both worlds in a way it's so chill and so not chill at the same time that when we checked in for the race 
they told us just soon, and this is, you know, maybe 90 minutes before the race or something like that, and probably less. They tell us, yeah, just so you know, your race could be up to 15 minutes early. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, how's that even possible? That just stresses you out immediately. You're like, when should I warm up then? I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and, then it, and then it was five minutes late. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Luckily, luckily uh, I, mean, I, I would prefer that. Rather than yeah, I would prefer that too. The, just not ready to race. But um, yeah, the vibes are good. We had a nice little pre, pre-meet shakeout the day before with... Um, I mean, it was so relaxed. It's just us. Obviously, Europe was there as well. And then NAU somehow were also there. Mm. Um, so things were feeling pretty good going into the meet. We were all very excited. I think, uh, yeah. It reminds me of the vibes at Brian Clay. Where oh, yeah. the, when there's like 15 heats to the 1500 yeah. at once. And it, there's absolutely no rules about where you're allowed to go. Or like, just show up to the, start, show up line. To the start line. <laughs> and... Hope that you're in the right heat. And even if you're not, actually, I think that just still eat. That's, that's where nightmares come from. Like when I have dreams about like racing or like not having your spikes on or missing your spikes, it's like those types of meets where it's like they could just take off. Oh, they're not you. waiting for you. Yeah, they just take <laughs> off. Like those type of meets just give me complete anxiety. But it's guys, like amazing about it. Do you guys have those types of nightmares? Because yeah. Jonas, Jonas <laughs> also on the trip talked about having some like nightmare related to, I think, probably being at the start line. Yeah. You have them as well. I've he had, said he had a recurring. I had more of of missing races. Yeah, I had one where I was at like the Australian fifteen hundred meter final trials, and I like my shoes like fell apart, and then I had to like run and grab shoes, and they were too small, and I was trying to put them on, and like people were waiting on the line. Yeah, and then the gunman's like, we have like three minutes, and then you, you're gonna have to go. And then eventually, I get on the line with no shoes on. And then the gun goes off and I'm so slow and I can't <laughs> run. It's like crazy. And I wake up and I'm like, thank God that was a dream. It's wow. Miserable. I wonder how prevalent those dreams are in the in the track and field running mm. world. Because it, it makes sense, I guess. You think about it a lot. But I've just never had one of those dreams. But That's good though. I don't know if you're the same, George. I just don't remember my dreams, like, period. I, I barely so ever remember. Maybe I do have them. I just don't even know. Maybe I, I think the ones that like those, you're just like, I want to wake up. I want to wake up if this is a dream. And then you wake up and you're like, so re- you, remember you, you think about it and you, you remember, remember it. it. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Well, luckily. Sorry, back to pre-meet vibes. Lu- yeah. Luckily we didn't have any of those issues. Pre-meet vibes were good. Just getting the spikes on, running around the track. You can what, what was good. What was your first impression? Uh, first first lap of the Boss BU track? <sighs> underwhelmed? Yeah, almost. I'm, I'm not going to say like properly underwhelmed, but it was... It didn't feel like a trampoline. I don't know what I expected. It felt good. It felt really good. But I think on my stride, I had to get used to the turns just feeling slightly different because they're just, I mean, I don't know the angles or whatever's going on, but compared to other tracks I've run it, I don't think I'd ever run on a track that had, it almost felt like a little bit of an up hill going into the turn to me mm-hmm. and I hadn't really experienced that before, but it felt really, it did feel really smooth. Like it felt good. But I felt like I, I think what's weird is that. how different the straight feels to the mm-hmm. curve. Like when you hit the curve, I feel like it suddenly gets really bouncy. Yeah. I and was, then it's like flatter again. I was wondering if there is ever any like double bounce type effect. Oh, like on like, a trampoline. Like on a trampoline, you can get double bounce or you can get like the bounce where like you have no bounce, like the dead the dead bounce. And you just hit the ground like that. And Wait, you like bounce. if you land close to someone else's yeah. foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like right at the wrong time. Like say say someone else's foot has just pushed it down and then you land right next to it when it's already down. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that like ever Does that happen? <laughs> I don't know. It never, it's never happened to me. You happened? Can, but you can hear the track going up and yeah. down and you can see it going up and down. So surely it does so if happen. You, if you time it wrong the whole race, you lose like yeah. a whole minute. You're just <laughs> running on quick so much energy. Yeah. So shit. I was thinking about that, but no, it, d- it did feel uh-huh. good. Ste- like I was like, yeah, this feels like a nice track to 
run a 5k on like energy wise it, it felt like it did a good job returning it but it didn't feel like yeah i'm gonna jog 13 minutes yeah. <laughs> i was like which is what i was hoping for <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was yeah. imagining you forget <laughs> that you still have to kind of run yeah, yeah. that's the problem with so bu it, it, yeah it gets to um you still have to actually run it yeah and that's i mean that's probably the main one of the main themes that we're going to talk about today i mean i guess we can kind of just skip to it because it is th- some of the big headlines I've seen is like skipping past everything to the race. As a team, we raced well, but like the weird thing was that we had super, super high expectations on ourselves. And I'm not going to say we took it for granted, but maybe we did a little bit because of those expectations. I think we just all thought that we were going to go like, and perform amazing which is like i think how you should how you should probably feel going into a race but i think normally you have a pretty good reading on like what amazing is on that day and i would say personally and i know i mean for the team as a whole i think i can confidently say like we all were a little bit off with our judgments of like if we all had amazing days what that would look like and uh we can talk about the reasons for that Uh, i think a big part of it was watching joe and woody run last year I think like a lot of people kind of looked at it like, I mean, I know we looked at it and we're like, okay, well they they did that last year and we're like just as fit, like we should go run quick up. But whatever the reason was, it was a weird feeling after the race for a lot of us. I mean, there was a, there was a, we had varied results across the team. Like a couple of people really didn't perform how they wanted to, which is how it goes sometimes as well. But even like at the top end, we really didn't quite perform as well as we wanted to. And so, yeah, do you guys think it's fair to say like we underperformed as a team? I don't know if you've thought about that, but I know like other people were talking about it. I think we definitely did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we there was just a, a a mixed bag across the board of from from very solid to you know pretty pretty under underperformed, and um, yeah, like you said, it was like oh, you know we'll just have six guys jog 1255 and then we'll come back to boston we'll be heroes <laughs> I thought I was going to be heroes of boston. Was gonna be here. you guys are already heroes and of boston. that just that didn't happen obviously <laughs> we still have to go this, run the race the, yeah <laughs> and then we realized we actually still had to go do that so the cinderella story didn't didn't happen um yeah well, well ollie what did what was your from from outside mm. and now maybe an outside perspective first yeah, I so personally, I've been fortunate enough to like the past few weeks be at the track, like doing my own workout by watching you guys work out. And I have to admit, like personally, I believe that you guys are gonna like absolutely crush it. Like you guys looked. It's not not about necessarily what you were running, but it's how you were running it in the workouts that I felt very confident in you guys going to Boston and achieving the goal of running under thirteen oh five. But also, like I was talking to Dathan and I was like, they're gonna probably run like sub 13 they probably gonna run something because they know how talented and how crazy this team is um and then when i watched the race and i saw the results i felt a a weird weird feeling of like well we put so like every time oac goes to a meet it's like we're breaking records we're running ridiculous times we're, we're beating all these crazy talented athletes like we always have these high expectations and sometimes you just have those like meets where it's just like average like it's just like it's not great it's not bad it's january as well, like this is your guys' first kind of race of the season. Um, you're in hard training. Um, I mean, like there's just so many factors that come into it. I also think that 
um, I had a really good conversation with Cinta about it actually because we both talked about how like I think Dathan had an expectation too and that kind of created a different um, vibe when like your coach is telling you something then you kind of believe it I fell into the trap of which I don't think it's a trap but I fell into the the perception of like Yara's going to just run crazy because he's run crazy in the 1500 mile that's like not a good way to look at it but he still ran 1302 and he was complaining about it to me this morning. So like he's still an incredible athlete, but like I think I had a misjudgment as well of like what Yara could achieve. Um, and also I think particularly looking at it, Boston running on that track with that many people around you running an indoor race, there's so many other factors that come into it to be as comfortable and as fast as you possibly can. And re, re- like thinking about the race, pacing it with Woody and uh, Joe, we had more space than you guys had. And I think that the better positioning, it was faster. So you kind of like put into the frying pan a little bit and you're like, I gotta, you know, I gotta, gotta sizzle here. I gotta, gotta get going. Um, start cooking. Start cooking. But I think like, particularly like Morgan, like you had a bad start. <laughs> yeah. I had a bad and start. Um, I think, I think George, I think you performed really well. Honestly, I think obviously you wanted faster, but you ran the standard, you achieved like that goal. And like, there's still so much more progression and training to do. Joe was dealing with a, he won't like, you know, used as an excuse at all, but he was kind of a little bit sick. And I think you hadn't run on a Boston track before. You hadn't been on that environment. And I think it's just, there's all these little factors that can attribute to that. But I still think that I'm still really proud of everyone. I'm still proud of you guys because I think like, man, I was so, like, when I was talking to Cinta, Josh Kerr got 10th and ran 330 at, um, at Oslo. And everyone was like saying like, oh, he's like, you know, he's not even in contention for a medal. The dude fucking won Worlds couple months later like it's a great place to start um i think for you guys because it gives you a bit of fire it gives you a bit of like a bit of angst and you're also like dude running under 13 10 like we shouldn't take that for granted either like i think the world these days is like oh you know like you gotta you gotta run these t- like everyone's running these times everyone's, everyone wants to stand it as well everyone wants to stand it everyone's running like Changes you got perceptions. like crazy people running sub 13 it's like dude like 1305 is so hard like we're talking about this this morning, George, with like the women's standard. It's like, I think Alicia's like 40 plus seconds quicker than the women's Olympic standard. And, 13, and 13.05 is like national records for, for some countries. Yeah. Like that's how quick it is. So I think it's good to take a reflection on it, but I'm still very proud of you guys. And I think this is going to be great fuel for the fire for the next couple of races, particularly Miros. And uh, yeah, I'm still proud of you guys. I think I was really, really upset and disappointed for you, Morgs, because like I know getting that standard is like, it's just, it's nice to have that, but also like you're so close and I know the type of athlete you are, you can, you will run better and better and better throughout the year. You haven't even scratched the surface of what your potential is. So being at that start, like at the start of the year, your first 5k in January, I'm pretty excited for you guys. So that's my, my that was amazing cents. summary. That, that was, was really, really good. That was nice. Thanks for that one. That's Which my two I, I should, I didn't even think to summarize actually being in the race. I forgot <laughs> that we were. Well, yeah, I <laughs> talk about my own race. E- even, even before we like, because we went straight to the, I went straight to the negative side of it. But we should, uh, even before that, talk about some of the big positives. Which I mean, right here, George, New Zealand record holder. Oce- I brought the Oceania record. I brought the Oceania record hey. back, back to the coffee club. Hey. It, was, it was taken away from the coffee club only recently by Kai. By Kai yeah. from from Ollie, and I've I've brought it back. You brought for it us. back. Back good in job. back good in coffee job. club hands. So, good job. Amazing. Also Olympic standard. So yeah. really good to see. I mean, heat one. Um, Kurgat just super underrated doesn't yeah. get talked about because yeah. I guess we haven't seen his name as much but I think he had an injury plagued 22 maybe or 21 mm-hmm. and then came kind of come back joined Dark Sky 
Yeah, mm. I couldn't watch it, but I, I believe it was an it was an entertaining race at the front. <laughs> I, I couldn't really see it, but um, I mean, we got to give credit to George Mills, OEC oh, yeah. Europe, yeah. breaking thirteen, pretty huge. Yard was third, I believe, thirteen oh two. So that was like, and then it was like a nice list of us, like every second or two, following behind him back to I was thirteen oh seven in like. Seventh or eighth place, I think. Shout out to Kaita as well. Our he's not our teammate, but he's our brother. He's <laughs> our Japanese brother. <laughs> and uh, he ran thirteen oh nine and became the top trending thing in Japan. Apparently, oh really? Yeah. He was the highest <laughs> trending thing on Twitter in Japan. Uh, pretty, <laughs> like, in, pretty interesting, <laughs> that, actually. So Ritz Ritz is talking about this today. There was a panel which had Coach Yagi, who's his coach, co- university coach, and. Just for, yeah, for context, I should give this. Kaita just turned 20 uh, on Monday. Last Monday. Like yeah. One week ago. And then he ran 13.09. And he's still only in his second year of university in Japan. So he's got a lot of Ekidens ahead of him, probably. <laughs> but That guy's going to be signed up for Ekidens for life. On the panel with Coach Yagi was also Suguru Osaka. And he's, Wait, really? Yeah. And he said, this guy should just join OEC right now. He should he should just leave yeah. university and join so it, which is for, it's so big. you should you should move to America. There's gonna be there's gonna be there's always gonna be Ikadins to to like I don't know lure you in or something. But to run. but if you wanna if you wanna go be the best big track star, go to America. Well, he, he already is a track star in Japan, but he, he could be a track star, he could be a star here for sure. I mean that's pretty cool performance from him, and he's so nice too. Yeah, so I asked nice. him. He came up and said happy birthday to me today. Did he? Yeah. Nice. I asked him at dinner what the so Kata doesn't speak a lot of English, but we get, we kind of get around it with the kind of translation apps, and then he's quite good with numbers. Like numbers, I think are his best thing. Like either times of day, special running times, or kilometers per week. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like trying to ask him what the most k's he'd run in a week, and I, I was like doing the hand thing, like most, like up here, like two hundred is like more. He goes two hundred, and then. Yeah, yeah, two hundred, but then and then he goes on his phone for a second. I'm like, oh damn, like two hundred. That's a lot. And then, then he tests me on shoulder. Oh no, 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 two two hundred and fifty. Yeah, there's <laughs> that's no, what he gets. Two hundred and fifty no, k's. There's no secrets to Japanese training at all. Yeah. And they start doing it at such a young age mm. compared to other people. Japanese running culture is bonkers. <laughs> What's reference for that for miles for our US listeners? Like a hundred and fifty something. Yeah, it's something crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it's got to be. I think it's like 155 or 158 yeah. or something. I'm like most marathon runners aren't training that as much as that. Like, nope. I don't think even Cam Levens runs that nah, much. Cam <laughs> Levens probably doesn't even run that much. Crazy, crazy. So yeah, that was some of the some of the big results from our heat. And then in the next heat, um, technically, I think ours was the Scarlet heat. I don't know. One was Scarlet and one was White because that's BU's colors. I don't know which mm. was which. But in the other heat, was watching that after our race was really hype. Big shout out to um, Wilder Shield. Mm. Is that how you say his name? Wilderscheid? Wilderscheid? Maybe like Wildschut. Yeah, probably with an accent. Probably, good, probably with not with my accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Adrian, man, he he looked amazing. Uh, battling out with Nico Young, who Nico, lots of credit to him. 12.57 or 58, breaking the collegiate record. That just got set. Yeah. That was like, when it got set, it hadn't been broken for ages too. Mm-hmm. And now two new ones in mm. a month. That's how it's it goes. pretty wild. That's how it goes. So you know, Jesse was having a field day that both heats were won by <laughs> the guys that went one two at Sound Running <laughs> Cross. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, Apparently he was that. going off on Twitter. I didn't even see that. that yeah, it's so it, congrats, congrats, Jesse. I was going to say, like, if you did, they didn't run that meet with that Jesse set up, then they wouldn't have run. So it's time. pretty clear what our mistake mm. was. Yeah, we didn't run cross. <laughs> that was Ad- our mistake. I w- who won? I think Adrian won sound cross, but I think he just beat Edwin. Oh, okay. it was the other way around. But they went one two at sound running. They went two, yeah. And then they both won. We're champions. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Way champions made. But yeah, do you want to reflect a little more on your race, George? Did anything exciting happen? Um, do you know what I kind of had forgotten about at BU? And that, and that I think is a, which is funny because that after talking about the Sir Walter Milo, when people are right in your face, it's, it's really fun and like really exciting. Yeah. But in a 5K, you forget how like, almost like stress-inducing it is to it have too people much it was too absolutely much. screaming like 10 centimeters away from your ear on the infield the whole way around, which is crazy for 25 laps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that must be jarring. I think and it depends what type of day is, you're having sometimes. It's hard to relax. Yeah. And and you do want to relax. Like in a mile, maybe that that's like probably great. Yeah. You want to be hyped pretty early on. But in a 5K, like you I feel like the first half should be pretty easy yeah you want to go to sleep probably the first 3k you kind of want to just let things roll and then from then on be able to pro- progress yeah like McCall, in that kind of intensity I'm a cool house out <laughs> wait was it the house the house just screaming I mean, it was that. everyone it was everyone, it was everyone <laughs> but I re- just remember house because he's there and, and I love how like invested he is in in his athletes running and in like huge shout out for for him cheering so loudly but I just remember him yelling like as loud as he could like relax but right in my ear. That's definitely thinking, gonna make you relax. I was like, that's not very relaxing. <laughs> Did you spit on you? Like when you want people yell and all of a sudden you have a spit know. that hits you in the face. But there's just like happened. you can. It's just free for all at BU. Like if you want to stand on basically on the rail on the infield, you can. Mm. And we're <laughs> like, no, no we're like stopping you. We're like leaning in. So yeah, when you're, you're essentially the, hitting, like running into them. I think Joe City hit him. <laughs> yeah, I think Joe Did Joe hit him. Run into, yeah. he like accidentally ran into him a little bit. Shit, I don't know. So that was like, that kind of, I'd kind of just forgotten that about BU, that you're basically running with like a huge crowd of people right on the inside. It did get, I do remember it getting really loud when maybe like with 800 or K to go, I think maybe when Yarrod went to the front. Yeah, I think. It started to get super loud again, which was cool. Like it's pretty small meat and like it's very niche and then, but people are still getting loud and getting excited for it to turn into a race when it's you know, mostly a time trial mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I was, I was happy with my positioning and pretty happy with how I felt through, through three K. Um, but credit to Mills with a mile to go, just kind of blew it open and, uh, kind of, he had like a 20 meter lead, I think on the field for a bit. And then Yard and Edwin closed the gap and, um, I just wasn't, wasn't able to get on that, that next train going. And that was kind of, that was like the break. Either you, you were on that front one or... You were with the others. Or you were yeah. with the other one. And I, maybe I ended up leading for 800 or so of the chase pack. I got a little help from Olin, much appreciated. And then um, a little help from Ben Flanagan right at the end. Congrats to him getting getting the Olympic standard as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention him. And yeah, nice to nice to sneak under the Olympic standard. Um, it's obviously a... A luxury that I have that I didn't need it qu- quite so much and, and that made it um, kind of just a little bit like sad at the end just knowing or looking around and seeing that the guys that we would have loved to 
have Gitter on the team, like Jonas and Morgan and Joe, um, you know, we just pages. just came up short, um, which was tough, but um, yeah, satisfied. Would just shit. It would be so like twelve something. Just sounds so good. That yeah, would have been nice. Wouldn't that it? would be sweet. <laughs> <Maybe next laughs> it's pretty cool <laughs> if you have a sub thirteen to your name. Like twelve just sounds really good. Yeah. Like like that's the thing for like fifteen hundred. Like three. It's cool. Like just it's cool two. seeing like my PB is th- under three thirty. It's it's just yeah. cool seeing that. Like it's one of those things where I'm sure it's a sub four for a lot of college athletes. When you get to that mm-hmm. sub four, and you see your your time sub four, you're like, damn, that looks cool. I would just have to run seven fifty nine instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get it done. Hell yeah. Get it done. My my race experience was interesting. First off, I I guess I think this always happens to me in the first race of the year. And it's I guess especially considering I haven't raced as much in the last three years or whatever compared to a lot of people. I forget how uh, mentally taxing uh, I don't know if that's the right word, but I guess it is. Mentally taxing like the race can be, even like going into it, like nerves and all that stuff. You just like forget about how all that stuff feels. Like you only really remember like the good stuff, I guess. You don't mm-hmm. remember like the hard stuff. But um, I mean, I remember at the time thinking like, oh, wow, I really don't like this nerves. But even looking back on it now, I'm like, yeah, it was pretty fine. It was pretty cool. It's all part of the process. It's like what makes it so special. It's what shows like that you're about to go to a big thing that you really care about. So that was like one just, yeah, just like, I was like, yeah, shit, I forgot how nervous you get for races. Like, this is this is what racing is, which was cool. But overall, the vibes were great. Um, I think a lot of what Ollie said in his summation of the race, like, I uh, resonate pretty well with. I think looking at it now, a lot of, like, my – I was a little bit disappointed because I didn't hit the standard because that would have been really nice for me. And especially – like, what made me – maybe slightly more disappointed was the fact that I didn't feel like I raced my best. And a lot of that I think just came like from a really shitty start, which is just like no excuses. Like it's like an important to have a good start in a race like that. I didn't really realize I kind of like went into it and I was like, okay, everyone's gonna be running really quick here. So even if I like go to the back for some reason, like I should be fine. It just wasn't quite the case because I, my first 400 was like a 65 and then I had to run around everyone. So I was just like, shit, like this sucks. So I think mentally that threw me off a little bit. And as George mentioned, the 5K, you really want to try to relax for at least 3K, as long as possible. It's it's That's kind of what the game is. And a lot of what that means is getting in a rhythm where you're not thinking a lot. And so well, I was just a bit mentally out of it. And then it, like, once you start the big mistake I made, and this is like such a clear sign that I'm not having like – a good day is I, I start looking at the clock oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, Oh, okay. So I know I have to run this and that's just the worst thing ever. <laughs> and I started doing it way too early as well. I started doing it with like 10 laps to go. It's like, Oh, it's a lot of laps to look at the clock for. So, I mean, no excuses really that, but like those were just the mistakes that I made. So, uh, yeah, pretty aware of it. But, uh, back to the expectations thing. It's, I think if you look at it across the board for a lot, like all of us that, you know, ran under thirteen ten. It's like shit. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. It's just that our standards and expectations were set so high. But I would say, generally, for me, especially, like the fact that yeah, I'm in this shape um, in January is 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 awesome. And you know, I I have pretty high expectations for myself, and so I don't really like always think about it like this. But a lot of people, like, after the race were like, man, like, great race. That's really good, like, coming back from the injury stuff. And, like, I hadn't even thought about that. Mm. 
Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about like that. I haven't raced that much. I haven't been healthy for like a year yet. It's, it's been maybe, I don't know, nine months or whatever. And I mean, it was still like a six second PB for me. Like I didn't even think about that stuff. I was like pretty hard on myself after it. So there is so much like, I think positives to take from it personally. And I'm still happy with like the way that we showed up and we raced and, um, yeah, it was really interesting across the board to see how I think a lot of people experienced a similar thing of expectations being a little bit off from reality. Because if you look across the board, there were so many amazing athletes there and the performances were just, you know, there was a big degree of difference between people racing up to amazing compared to underperforming. And something that I found really interesting about this one is, you know, that's actually normal. Like, that's really normal, especially in January, especially early in the year, to have people, you know, having off days or whatever you want to say. But for some reason, similar to how I thought our whole team was going to go crush it, I thought everyone in the race was going to go crush it. Mm-hmm. I thought everyone in the race, I thought there's going to be, s- like, way more Olympic standards, pretty much. And, I, like, I guess that was just a little bit naive, you know? It's because if you look at things on paper, it's just... It's, as I said, especially like early season, it's just not how it plays out. And I guess I was a little bit annoyed at myself for making that mistake. Cause you know, I like to try and be like pretty good at like, uh, like have a good awareness going into a race of how things will play out. And I think, yeah, you just miss the mark a bit, but I mean, if you're going to miss the mark a bit, like first race in the season, it's the time to do it. Miss the mark and run 1307. Hopefully you just build up from there <laughs> and things get better and better. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. That's my kind of take on like personally how it was for me. And yeah, so I was disappointed a little bit because of the Olympic standard time because that would be nice to get. But then overall, pretty pumped. And overall, I was just filled with a lot of happiness to be back out there, like racing at that level with surrounded by the team, surrounded by just a lot of other amazing athletes and surrounded by like such a great crowd and all these friends and stuff that were there so it was really cool i do need to give a big shout out actually to tom tom and avery who came out and were handing out some coffee club merch they made the trip out there to support us as well which was absolutely amazing so so much positive stuff on that day is this your first indoor season since so 2021 so 2021 yeah i did one race 2021 i did the new balance two mile with joe yeah and justin yep yep and then my other so that was in 2021 and then my next like I did one race in 2021 indoors and then before that it was uh 2019 which is like kind of crazy to think about how yeah, is wild. little indoor races yeah. I've run in the last five years <laughs> so uh yeah with that in mind especially so much to be happy for just to be yeah. healthy and everything so that's my take on it and um yeah lots of amazing performances and then also a lot of people feeling like they got a bit more to work on but still quite a bit of time that's that's racing i guess mm. that's our sport yes. i think there's like we always talk about people stepping up in the olympic year so we just like i think it's so easy to think that you know we're all gonna run ridiculous and so is everyone else and everyone's gonna run 1250 and world record's probably gonna get broken and then and then you actually go out there and do it and you're like oh it's actually just pretty hard it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty normal and pretty hard yeah. yeah like it didn't suddenly just get easier just no. because we got excited for a couple of days. I really liked Woody's post-race interview where he said a similar thing to mm-hmm. what we've said. He was just like, 
yeah, after last year I had, he just kind of acknowledged that last year he had a really special day and that he kind of thought he would just go back and have another special day. But yeah, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Yeah. Even I've heard Grant say some of the things like how hard it was to back up the year he had when he broke like four American records. Like the year after that is, is hard. <laughs> like yeah. just so many things have to align for, for performances like that to happen. And I think it on our team too, like to to be more transparent is like we were had the highest expectations with the we tried to prepare as late as possible into yeah. the year. Our training is different from a year ago for like sure. Like we tried to delay as much as possible. Like we we cancelled a track session a few weeks ago so that we only we got on the track three weeks out from the race, three weeks to the day, and then we did three track workouts in in three weeks. And that was that was, and then we thought we could like go break world records. And shit. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. which I, I think, like, I agree with that. Also, I think different people like that affects differently. Yeah, not everyone's mm-hmm. the same. Because I don't think that really would have affected me necessarily that much. But I can definitely like. But do you think you're around. not going to be more fit in like a couple of months? <laughs> like, okay, no way. <laughs> no, you, you're totally right. Maybe I'm saying it as slightly. I'm missing some pieces. I guess I would say I'm happy to have. I'm still happy to be in this spot. Like mm. I would. I mean, I think for the long term. Yeah. Yeah. Like we like we didn't we, we did didn't it. do it to run faster. <laughs> be you. We did it. Yeah. So that we can hopefully be in the best possible position in 100%. in August. 100%. But we just also thought maybe we could. But we didn't we didn't think about that before the race. Yeah. We only realized that after. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so yeah. So that was the that was the men's day. Uh, yeah, dude, awesome. I would love to go back to be you every single year and uh, try get after it with a five year. So that was. I mean, for us, it was kind of a business trip because then we just we just left the next day, mm. uh, came back to Boulder on the Saturday, and then that was the the women's day to get after it. And shout out to Josette getting the Olympic standard. I didn't I didn't get to watch. I mean, we didn't get to watch this race because we were uh, literally on the plane, literally on the plane. But also a bit of a mixed bag on the women's side for us with this. Alicia was pacing. Carmela had. Um, I mean, she has not raced much. I can't. I don't even know. Last I think her last track, was so. like five years or something. Like something crazy, like indoor mm-hmm. race, indoor race. I think it was like a long time. <laughs> so she's coming back into it as well. And then, I mean, Sage ran a big PB in the three K. But I think for everyone, um, I don't know if this is the right time to say this, but I think everyone, like Ollie, already said this earlier, though. In a in a way, like this team is used to just going and crushing every single meet, and we have to come to terms with like that. That's hard to do, and that. Uh, we're all human. <laughs> we were set. We've set such a high bar. This team, like, like we've we started off like years, like it seems like years ago. We started off like when we started like, when we were young. It's like we have to prove ourselves. We have to prove ourselves. We have to prove ourselves. And we took that and created new heights for for all our results. Like Sage, like running sub two, like two minutes for the eight hundreds. Like nearly every Diamond League, Alicia breaking records, Joe break like running sub thirteen multiple times, George crushing the steeple, then Yared Mario. Um, myself running cre- like like you have all those results and expectations and then you have to realize that sometimes like it's okay to have like an average day like it's 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 not it's not a bad thing it's it's a good thing because then you realize that when those good days do come you're like it's it, it's more special because you know that you've worked hard for it mentally and physically to get to that point it's not easy it's not given to you so and i think that's what this team's like I fell into a little bit of a trap where it's like we think at these results it's going to be given to us because of how good we are but really sometimes you just got to like have that race where you get the motivation to 
you know, that shit, like that race is like, I didn't like that. I'm going to the next race with this motivation and then you crush it. So. Yeah, no, a fair criticism of this team would be <coughs> maybe to say, in the past years, would be to say how good we are in like January, February mm. compared to later in the season. Later in the season. Yeah. So everything we're doing is to try to be good later in the season. So Yeah, no one cares what's <laughs> happening in January when August isn't around the corner with the Olympics. Like Olympics I, year, so. I guarantee you when those people are, there's people that are crushing it. We're working well now, are winning medals in August. They're not thinking about... BU will be forgotten. BU in January, yeah. I mean, it won't be forgotten, but it it'll be... It'll be the same people, but yeah. no, not necessarily. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Yeah. But I think it is crazy because you sometimes fall into that little bit of a trap. And I think, personally, like, we've got so much more exciting things coming up and it's going to be amazing. So. Hopefully. Yeah. Time time to go train. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Milrose next week. <laughs> but then train. Uh, but Josette's time was the number two all-time U.S. indoor 5K with Cranny. Really? Actually, now that I'm reading that stat, I don't know. Tom. Did Tom just set you up for failure? No, no. I mean, it must be if he put it down. There's no way he's wrong. But Where's the American record? Cranny. Cranny. 1433. But that's why I'm wondering if she did it. Were there not other Bauman people that ran quick or was that in a 3K? I think she was by herself. Maybe. She was with Gabby. Because oh, Gabby Stafford Gabby's got Canadian. the Canadian record. Mm, mm. Okay, okay, okay. Because I was, I was thinking, like, did Carissa not run? I think Carissa and Shelby got the three k. That was the three k. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that is right. Hell yeah. yeah, hell yeah. But it's thirteen seconds away. Yeah, but number two still. Yeah, number two. That's saying. I guess. Was my time number two Australian? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, because you, I ran thirteen oh nine. You're thirteen oh seven, and then Kai's thirteen oh six. Six. Oh, uh, we have to mention what happened to Kai Robinson. Yeah, I felt so bad for him. So I did I was watching pretty intently, like Kai specifically in the second heat, because you know I'm like, all right, so is another is it Australian going to go get the Olympic standard? Like, I'm I'm watching him, and then I see. I think I I think I was watching with about a k to go, and I saw with eight hundred to go. I was like, okay, he has to run like pretty, pretty quick here. To, Prob- to yeah, get- like around like 158 probably. <laughs> like pretty or- quick, which you can run 158 on a good day, but on like an average, like a normal day, that's hard to do. Very hard. And, but then he started running really quick and I was like, oh shit, like he's going to do it. And then I saw what he was coming through with 400 to go. I saw what he was coming through the belt. I'm like, shit, like if he keeps running this pace, like he's going to do it. And then he came through at 12.05 and then he freaking stopped. And I was like, no, oh, Kai. <laughs> that's so sad. And then he he immediately realized, like, one or two seconds, he like crossed the line. He's like, wait, wait, oh shit, everyone's still running. Tried to keep going, and he did. Credit to him, finish it off. But pretty hard to come back from mm. run that last four hundred after you've. I assume he was kicking. Um, yeah, that last he's lap miscounted and yeah. miscounted lap. So apparently, Stanford. I don't think math, he, math class. I, yeah, I was going to say, a Stanford boy doing that, he'd probably get expelled. <laughs> I heard, I was, I was talking to Smith and Nico after the race, and Nico said that he thought there was one less lap. Nico did as well. Yeah. So, interesting. I feel like maybe there was a small Some confusion with the. Somebody might have, might have mentioned something or said something on the infield. I mean, there's that much noise and carnage going on. But it worked, it worked well for like, Nico because he just kept going and <laughs> ran 12.57. Like, yeah. he just pushed for the pain. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. But if you two laps short, that would really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, so it's amazing that so you can close. still get. I don't. I mean, I'm not. I don't know if the lap counter was wrong, but the fact that that can still happen is. Well, that's just funny. on an indoor track. Funny. People are getting lapped. <laughs> it's well, pretty funny. That just tells me that he was like 
really all out. Yeah. Because you have to be so... I, for that to happen, you have to be really... You're like, not just, paying attention to just the... Just like in the yeah. zone, which is a good thing. Like that's how you want to be racing. Like super like flow state type scenario. But yeah. yeah, crazy. So sad, sad to see that for him when he would have been so close to getting it. Probably maybe could have got it on that day. But that's showbiz. That's showbiz. That's, that's Hollywood for you. Yeah. Was that? That be you. That's be you. I Wrapped. think. Be you, Dunzo, for twenty twenty. What year is it? Twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. Yeah. Unless we do this. Yeah. No. There's probably a be you meet every single weekend for the rest of. Yeah, we'll be talking about it a lot. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure we'll come <laughs> up again. So wait till next week. Uh, we have a couple of other things that did happen this weekend. I mean, we're not going to talk about them too much. First thing we have to say, which is huge for us, Doctor Sanders coffee club getting up on the jump yeah that was crazy <laughs> i was shocked we were at the airport and i got sent from uh yeah he sent me a picture of this well. thing and from nick harris i'm like what are we doing on the jumbotron at the armory right now and apparently it was nick Har- i mean sorry um joe talking about how great milrose slash the armory is so yeah i mean that's pretty cool yeah i'd I love wonder how long the clip is I think it was like thirty seconds, and he was even on the like that was the that was the broadcast, like that was the official broadcast. So we was on NBC, I believe so. Like I think we should. I mean, why haven't we gone like viral yet though? Such a good question. (laughs) In the last, be nice if we got paid for it as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we wanted to repost it, but we were we were afraid that USATF would. Oh yeah, would have that would have come after us. They're a bit they're a bit dangerous. That 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 seagull guy, what's his name? Yes, Max Seagull. Yeah. Yeah, gotta watch out for him. He's yeah. a businessman. I know, I've seen Morgan, George, and I have dealt with seagulls in the past in New Zealand and Australia on the beaches, and t- I tell you what, they uh, they they fight. They're scrappy. Avoid at all. Avoid costs. at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out also to Coffee Club TC member Fo- Fog Dog. Fog Dog. Dog. Yeah. Getting Big the, dub. Getting the looked, dub. Looked great actually. Yeah, he looks good. He needed he looked good, and yeah. he's going to be running against the big dogs in Milrose Games. The big Q for Milrose Games. I do, yeah. I do love how that's become. I think it used to be like kind of unofficial. It was like, yeah, we might, we might, might put like, him we in. might let you in if you win this meet, but like, we'll actually just decide. But now it's like it's official. Like it's pretty cool. You win this race, you're in. Mm. Should be more of that. Definitely, like qualifying meets. That makes it a big deal. Mm-hmm. That'd be a really cool way to do the sport. I don't know. I'm just thinking like. Chicken Boy League ideas right now. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Always thinking about Chicken Boy League. <laughs> trust me. Uh, so, Doctor Sanders, that's that. Some cool, some cool results there. Uh, did you guys see the article? I mean, I'm sure you did because Joe was talking about about Yoko. I never, f- I never found the article. No, but I've just heard the the chat. So I think Mr. Jonathan Gott was tweeting about it. I don't know. It's in Norwegian, apparently. So, could say anything. So, so we just got to take his word on who that. Who knows? Who knows what's actually true? But it's a Jakob update with his Achilles injury, and he says that I don't know what this means. Like this could mean like twenty different things. But he said he's barely run in the past four months. Well, I remember when he ran Silencia. He ran the two K world record. Is that was that in? It was in, in Poland. Brussels? Is it Brussels? Which one was the one that he was in Poland though? That was a that was before Worlds. I I remember, I think it was I can't remember what race it was, but I remember talking to, um, oh, I can't. I was talking to somebody when we were running at St. Marissa Pau. He, he had his back was spasmed. He had, he didn't t- he run for five days. 
So like he's he's taken time off before and been fine. I mean, four months <laughs> is different. Let me finish. I was like, where is he going? Where with this? Like, going with like, five days is very different to four months. But I imagine like like you Are said, you it could mean a lot of different things. Like not like the running trans, the translation that it might have meant four days, not four months. I mean, honestly, yeah, you could probably maybe said four days instead of four months. But also, when he says four months of not running, it could be workouts. The qu- the quote could is kind of like crazy. The same freaking weeks Go, of training. It could be anything. Go, read read the quote. These are from the article. So it said the challenges existed during the season, but it only hit when he had started to training after his wedding and honeymoon to the Maldives. Is that he said Maldives? Maldives. And then his quote is, I got sick during the season break. Then I couldn't change it, charge it. Maybe that's a translation error, charge it. And then it hurt like hell when I started again. Then I trained for a week. Then the Achilles tendon snapped. Do you think that it actually snapped? When you you were on that honeymoon, weren't you? <laughs> Do you remember? Were you were part of this? He was on the treadmill a lot, but he, he. I mean, he didn't seem like he was struggling a little bit. I mean, I was mostly just serving him fruit, fresh fruit. <laughs> I was giving him little grapes for his little like little reps and shit. But nice. he didn't mention it to me. I'm I was out of the loop. I had no idea. That's unfortunate. Did, uh, snap is quite dramatic. I wonder if that translation's right. <laughs> I hope that translation is not right because a snap is that's not good. That's that's what makes yeah, I'm questioning that translation because Jakob snapping his Achilles is like front page news. Like that's that's, all, that's news like, everywhere. It's yeah. like that's mad that's so crazy. Like that you can't walk. You can't walk with a snap. You probably need surgery, Achilles. don't you? You get surgery on it instantly yeah. and then it'd take a quite a while to rehab, I imagine. Yeah. He'd be out for the Olympics. Like that. Uh, yeah, not a doctor. Not a doctor. Not a doctor, but, but he would tend to be if after. If that was true, I think that would be bigger news. Yeah. Can you do double threshold like on the elliptical or on aquajogging? I'd be so interested as to what cross training he's doing. I would say he's cross training a lot, but maybe he has access to like a Ultra G or Boost or something. Yeah. Even then, not with Even a torn Achilles. Talk, yeah, snapped Achilles. You're not doing shit. Ollie, can you go over and do some investing? <laughs> I'll, I'll invest send him a text. I do have his number. I'll send him a text. Go to, where's he from? Sadness? Sardines? Sardines. Sadness. <laughs> he's from Sadness? Sadness. 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 No, I could send him a text. Or we could just say, hey, mate, like, we got some good recovery facilities here in Boulder if you want to come stay with uh, with me and Morgan and Gus and, you know. Should we ask him out? to come back on the pod for an injury update? There's no way he would come on. No way he'd come on. But he, yeah, that 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 is that is sad. But it's also he is good for sports. So I hope he. Yeah, I hope he gets back into it. It sounds like it was prolonging though. That from what I mean, the translation it's very much so prolonging. If it's been four months and he's yeah. barely training, so but yeah. it could be four months, five days. Who knows? Who knows? No, I'm kidding. But he did he did write out in the article like he's um he's like a racing plan, which is pretty interesting. It's pretty. He snappy. thinks he can be back by pre or something. I think he said he he aims for pre to be his first one, and then Oslo. Europeans, the Olympics, Norway champs, Olympics, the something Olympics. like that. The Olympics, okay. So, yeah, hopefully. Well, we're sending love and healing powers healing to vibes. you. I'm so. going to learn some Norwegian so I can better understand actually what's going on over there. <laughs> we probably I'm should. On this podcast, we talk about Norway that much and the Norwegians. And it's also one of our top listener groups. We should know some it's Norwegian. Top five, I think Norwegians speak like better English than we do. Probably. We probably <laughs> do. Definitely better than me, for probably. sure. <laughs> Definitely better than me. I'm just, I like, to be completely transparent, I haven't been on my phone. Like, when I race, I stay away from the social media stuff a little bit. But I would just think this would be such bigger news. Yeah, no, I would have, it would have been all over, like, all the running media Our correspondent, you would have seen it. I would have seen it. I've I've seen. I didn't even see the article. Seen nothing. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Yeah, such a big deal. Come on, guys. We'll, don't worry, we'll cover it here. Though. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll give you guys the news. That We're you giving need. you the news that other people weren't. Uh, quick shout out. Moving on from Jakob, 
to another child prodigy, Addie Ritzenhain. <laughs> Congratulations. Gatorade Player of the Year for cross country. That's what they call it, apparently. They still say Player of <laughs> the Year. Know, that's what it says in the yeah. notes. Uh, <laughs> player of the Year. I've got to also give a shout out to our previous masseuse, Al. Um, I think George, oh, and maybe neither of you guys have heard this. <laughs> this is the text that Al sent to Dathan, um, congratulating him on Addy winning the award. He said, Hey, Dathan, congrats on Addy winning the award. So good to see Kaylin's jeans finally. <laughs> Kaylin is Dathan's wife for anyone listening. Yeah. She was also a very good runner. Very good runner, yeah. <laughs> Dathan would have loved that. Do you love that? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Al, Al would be... Al's a, Al's a massive uh, Detroit Lions fan. I thought this was going to be something about the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> Al's a massive Detroit Lions fan. Like, he'd wear this Detroit Lions hat, like beanie, every day, uh, every day when he'd massage us. And uh, I tell you what, he's probably hurting right now. He's yeah. probably hurting. But um, he used that's to an amazing text. That. That's funny. That's an amazing text. Yeah, so good. Uh, so the other big one that's going on this week is the U.S. Marathon Trials. It's 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 Marathon Trials Week, and I'm so excited to watch this race, despite the fact that I really don't. Does anyone know what's going on? That's my question because I was thinking about it. Like, how do you even how do you even like how do you even follow like the form of all these different athletes? I mean, we're obviously going to have to put in our predictions for top three. <laughs> what if you don't know three? No, I mean. I, I would feel so bad. I have bad. no idea. I, have I would no feel idea. so bad just doing it. So I would I would just shout out Kurt, our physio. Yeah, running. we have so to say shout, shout, out, to shout out to Shout out to Kurt. Best Good of luck. luck. Um, and Chase Weaverly, my roommate. Yeah. Yeah. He's running. So February 3rd, that's Sunday, correct? So, no, Saturday. Saturday, 10 a.m. start time. E EST, that is. The weather it's going to be quite perfect. nice. Weather looks perfect. 60 to 70 and sunny. I guess that's maybe a little bit hot. It's not going to be cool but it's not going to be 80 or 90 like they were yeah. afraid of. Yeah, it's it's so interesting because this race is like one of the, yeah, it's one of the big, for a marathoner, it's like the second biggest race maybe to the Olympics in a lot of their lives. I mean, not literally, but it's such a big deal. But so much of the press leading up to it is always so negative. Mm. Like rather than hearing... It's not pleasant to like, see. <laughs> so for this one, it was everyone just roasting them about the previous start time. Cause oh, was, yeah. I think it was meant to be at... um. Was it meant to start at noon or something? I think it was supposed think, to be pretty it late. And it's like, are you guys mad? Like, it's gonna be so. I mean, I mean, yeah. Like, the, the, there's been there, wasn't there issues with the course as well, or am I making that up? Well, I don't think with the course, but I think just like the weather, the start time things was like led to like so much drama with the different bodies or like blaming each other about like why it's starting at a certain time and all that. There was some other negative press, which I cannot remember at the moment, but. One thing that was which was pretty sick was just got announced today is the prize money and oh my god yeah. it is massive I don't know if this is standard for the Olympic trials for the marathon but eighty k for the winner even seven k for tenth place but eighty k sixty five fifty five and then down to twenty five for fourth place but that's just so it's much gone money. up I think the prize purse was six hundred k this year and in twenty twenty it was like four twenty or something okay that's good for the sport that's and good it, for it's sport. more than you would win at yeah. like. Well, any race apart from maybe a marathon major, maybe yeah. they mm -hmm. have more. Well, a, ma a major is a lot harder to win. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Full of Kenyans and <laughs> yeah. Ethiopians. Yeah. I mean, world's a seventy, right? To win, I've I got a world championship. Even. I think it was seventy. I'm not sure if it's still seventy. Um, mm, seventy. I think yeah. it's seventy. I think that's right. I think it's seventy. Yeah. But that's that's great. Uh, it is the US, though. They have them. I feel like they'd have that money to spend. Whereas, like, 
if Geordie went to the New Zealand marathon trials, I don't expect him to be like, oh, he's going to get 80K for the win. Probably not. But it's great to see that they're putting their money where their mouth is. Mm-hmm. Particularly after the complaints, maybe they feel like they have to like hush money. <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to, to not, don't worry about the start time. Just uh, here's the prize money. It is kind of crazy because <laughs> like, people are going to try run at the Olympics whether there's very much prize money or not. Yeah. I mean, there's no prize money at the Olympics. So they don't have to, but they do it. Anyway, I mean, you so do all the cool. all the money you get after the Olympics, I imagine, by winning it. But like, I think no, just, there's no I mean money. Just to, I mean, just to qualify. Oh, just to qualify. Like, yeah, they're still going to run the trials. do it. Yeah. So it is crazy. It's so exciting that um, Mr. Paul, Paul Chalimo is racing. So yeah. random. I don't know what I'm expecting from him. I I, I don't expect anything. I just I'm just gonna wait and see. It's <laughs> an exciting he's race. so hard to to read because like I think his first road marathon was terrible. Wasn't I it? don't think he's done one. Has he? Do a half? half? He's done a half. Oh. But he, and it's good enough to qualify. He ran one though that was like I don't he's done a this will be a debut. I think it's his debut. Oh really? Shit. The the trials is such a weird race. I'm I'm thinking back to watching it uh three years ago, whenever it was. And it's so interesting because a lot of people drop out, I remember now. Like a lot of the top people that I think you like drop out day. because if you want to run a spring marathon and you're mm-hmm. not gonna make the Olympics. Yeah, you just you then to. you kinda of bite the bullet. Unless you want to get fifth and make what do you get? If, how much money you make if you come fifth? Twenty k, not bad. That's pretty damn good. Pretty good. Not I bad. guess if you're coming fifth though, you probably still think there's a shot that you could come third. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's you're like still in it. it's not like literally everyone apart from the top three <laughs> yeah. just jumps out. You're kind of still in it. <laughs> it's like it's like a mile to go, and the person in fourth is like, ah, oh, no, they're, they're minute off. I'm just gonna drop <laughs> it's out. It's actually an elimination marathon. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Concept. The bottom. Um, I I think everyone should. So, I, George, I feel like you can give. You want to hear my prediction? I want no, to hear your predictions. predictions as well. I think, think you, you can, can remember some people. Yes, please. All right. Well, I, I, I think Conor Mance is going to win. But. Mm. I'm saying I want. Uh, I think Galen will make the team. Yeah, <laughs> it's Galen. That's a big pick. Mance and I want Footsum. Footsum, big foot. Is Fable in it? Fable's in it, right? Yeah, it's called Fable. Oh, Coffee yeah, Club cool. TC right there Coffee representing. Club TC. Right, sorry, and Jordy completely forgot okay. about him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Galen doesn't make it. <laughs> well, we'll I would love to see Farble make it, personally. Yeah. I, I really like Scott Farble. Um, hopefully he has a lot of uh, burritos before because he's a burrito guy, isn't he? Like breakfast burritos. He's a big burrito guy. Yeah. Um, you should you should go through, I mean, not all of them are that exciting, but uh, it's pretty cool on the website for it, like Orlando trials, whatever, that they have like athlete buyers for everyone. And it's like some, some fun, interesting tidbits, mm. like their favorite like books. and. What's Conor like, Mance's favorite book? <sighs> I don't know if he did that one. Like you, did, I think you only had to feel out like a certain amount, and some people are pretty boring, and some yeah. people are pretty exciting. So man's is pretty boring. <laughs> I can't. Remember. I'd, I'd love if his favorite book remember. was uh, the book of Joseph Smith. <laughs> it was just, it's just the fa- his I favorite book is like ah man's classic. Yeah. But I'm gonna go. No offense to any of you, but I'm gonna go all in on BYU. I'm gonna pick. Well, not all what? in. All I'm, in, like with Jared Ward as well. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. Cause I, feel like, I feel like BYU is gonna do well. There are probably BYU a lot long. of BYU people yeah. racing yeah. beyond yeah. these two, but I'm gonna pick Manson, Clayton Young as well, and Scott. And Farble. Scott. Ollie. Uh, Scott Farble. Um, Burrito Forbes. Burrito Forbes for sure. Um, I really like. I, I really like Conor Mance. I like him. I like the way he races, and. Uh, it, I, I don't, I'm gonna say it. I'd love to see Paul Lima make it because it'd be so random. Because so then I imagine he's like interview afterwards. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go for the 10k as well. <laughs> just turns he probably up. Would. He probably will go to the trials for it. He so I'm gonna would. say Paul Lima as well. So Paul Lima, Scott Farble, Economy Hands. 
What about the women's side? The women's side, I'm picking Emily Sisson for sure. I think Sisson. Those, those she looks fe- good. Those Phoenix canals. Yeah, she looks good in those workouts. There. I just don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how fit anyone is. I think That's she should have made it last time, but didn't for some reason. And um, then, yeah, tough um, think. what do you guys think about Molly? I think she'll make it again. Training's been looking good. Bronze medalist at Tokyo, you know, like, and she does the infinity threshold. So yeah, but that's what I'm doing right now. That's cheating. Um, it's gonna be banned soon. They'll be banned soon. Yeah, and who's someone else? I just thought of someone else, but now I've forgotten. Well, what about Kira Tomato? Oh, I was gonna say Kira Tomato. Isn't she the American record? No, I think Sisson is. Now. Sarah Hall. Is, oh no, no, it's one of those two, I believe. Sarah Hall, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. She, she, Sarah Hall just had to pull out of Houston. So yeah, I, I don't know if that's how. Look how good our coverage is of this <laughs> <laughs> the women's marathon, bro. Sarah Hall has been training, was doing a training camp, yeah. and then she had to pull out of Houston. So I don't know if that's that's yeah. not a great sign. Emma Bates is not in it, unfortunately, as well. Which yeah. she was a big big contender. Um, I yeah, no, like, it will be. I think the women's marathon, you could see somebody come through the woodwork. Membrane was hyping up the Betsy Sainer, I think. Oh, yeah. She yeah. received yeah. US citizenship mm-hmm. in the last little while. Yeah. Apparently, she's quite good. I think I think there's a lot of depth, uh, in particular on the women's side. I mean, I like with especially, like all our picks have been pretty standard picks, but quite often, this is the type of race where People come you through. get those upsets. Yeah, which or is those, the best thing about them. There's amazing stories yeah. of someone coming through. I mean, like Jake Riley was, like, was one of those Molly stories. was. That was Molly's Molly story as well. As well. Like, yeah. that, that was, was it her debut last time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like it, it happens all the time. And I remember last year, just, I mean, last time, just being shocked at how many like stars were dropping out because they were having off days. And I guess that's the nature of the, the beast that is the marathon. So I think know, Abdi is running again. I Big saw Abdi. that as well. I saw that. Abdi. He's like 60 years old, I think. Yeah. Yeah, what a, what a what a baller! Yeah, I don't know how many times he's competed. He's been to five Olympics, but that includes missing one. <laughs> <laughs> That's like unheard of. That's crazy. <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> so, yeah, I think um, it's just I actually love w- watching marathons in general, and then watching one that has so much on the line is so much on the well. Yeah. Although the third spot's like, <sighs> don't right, even, so let's not even oh, get into it. So that was it. So when I said when I said before that I forgot the drama in the follow-up in the that's been in the news cycle and lead-up there was one was the start time and two was just not knowing who the who's going to qualify on the men's side oh that's right <laughs> yeah. that's, that's right that's what it I, was that's what i forgot yeah yeah so don't even get me i don't know how that's going to play out i don't even know you got to read citrus mag for that yeah we that's that's for the real journalists <laughs> <laughs> that's for but when we take them over then we'll know yeah yeah so that's our it's really good marathon pr- now preview. Yeah, check it out. Um, how are we feeling? Should we do a little bit of coffee cauldron? It's been a couple of weeks. Just, just spice it up a little bit. Yeah. What's up? We got a couple. As long as we have the soundtrack for it. Yeah, is it all in the buttons, Morgs? I don't know. We'll find out. I think we need a new soundtrack for it, but for now. <laughs> it's so sinister. Yeah. It makes me feel like like uh, very much Game of Thrones vibes. Oh, actually, hey guys, you know what that poster is? My name's Kylana, and I'm not sure this is something you do, but I was wondering if you might be able to give a shout out to my boyfriend Ryan. This um, is an actually advice. He loves listening to your show and loves watching you guys run. Um, just yeah, every Thursday is like his favorite day because of you guys. Happy so Coffee Club Day! I was hoping you might be able to wish him a happy birthday. 
Um, I don't know. Maybe you guys don't do that. It is kind of weird. Happy birthday, Ryan. If you could, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Imagine um, if it was today. Thank you. Imagine if he had the same birthday as you. So this one I snuck in there. So this is not actually ad- advice, but we don't do birthday shout outs. No. We don't. But because you sent a voice message about it and you sounded so nice, I guess, and it sounded so wholesome, I think we had to include this. So I actually also wrote a poem for... For Ryan? <laughs> for Ryan. <laughs> so read it, read it, read it. <laughs> so this is from the Coffee Club uh, to you, Ryan. In the morning sun, where running strides are spun, Ryan's birthday joy has just begun. With Kailena by his side and the coffee club as his guide, happy miles, laughter, and love coincide. Happy birthday, Ryan. Damn, Morgan, you're becoming (laughs) a bit of a poet here. Oh, God. (laughs) Sorry, that was a fake one. This is the real one. All right, back back to business. Hey, coffee club. My name is James. I'm a runner from Massachusetts. And I'm calling in to the cauldron today because I'm asking you guys how to deal with consistently having bad races and how to get over the hump from bad races. Because for the past six or I'll say four months, I haven't had a solid race and I've been sick. I've been dealing with injury. So how do you guys deal with the injuries and get over like the mental part of not performing to your to your max potential that you want to be at because you know you're fit and you know you could do well all right thank you wow that's a mm. that's a very real question it's good for this uh, episode particularly very as well. real very real also a tough question mm. like it's hard to not hit your goals for that length of time do you guys have any thoughts well he, he mentioned sickness and injury yeah, he said like there were reasons. Yeah. I mean, I think consistent consistent like just training and being healthy is, is also going to be a huge factor in, in those high performances. So it depends on like if he's dealing with that now or if he's had really good consistent healthy training, feeling good and then just still having those disappointing performances. Like that is extremely tough mentally. Honestly, like a lot of people have mentioned this to me, but like sports psych, talking to someone like just about your race or about like talking it through with, with somebody else, uh, your situation or why maybe there's a part of a race you just can't push through the pain or there's like you get really nervous before the race and you want to kind of be a bit more in control of those nerves and be more relaxed. There could be a lot of factors to it. But um, I think talking to somebody, maybe a sports psych or maybe even mum and dad or a close mate, maybe just dissecting races, you could probably maybe analyze a little bit that could help progress you forward. But um, And also, sometimes you just go through a rut and then all of a sudden, next week, you crush it and you do a good race. So don't give up. Stay um, stay passionate. Stay hungry. And uh, I don't know. Sometimes people overcomplicate that sort of stuff. And if you just keep sticking to it and, st- and keep um, pushing, pushing yourself with the training and giving yourself the best possible situation to prepare for the race, I think uh, you, you'll, be, you'll surprise yourself. But I would say if it is a continuing thing and you haven't tried that option talking to someone about it and trying to analyze like maybe why those races haven't gone as planned like even little details um that could be that could be helpful yeah i think i think no matter what it's always helpful to talk to someone and i think i think kind of what you were mentioning you do like there is a difference between if like everything is going perfect 
training wise and you're having bad races versus um, I think what he's describing is bad races, but it seems like there's like pretty specific reasons behind yeah. that. And I think that's a slightly different thing. And that's, that's kind of in a way what I've experienced more of recently, like in the last few years, like not racing to my potential because of an injury here and injury there. And I still just absolutely sucks and it's really hard, but I mean, what I've found useful is just like reframing um, the situation and just, you have to like change, like you have to change your expectations and what your goals are. I mean, ultimately for me, my overall goal is always to like be as good at running essentially as I can be. And I want to feel like I've gotten like, you know, the most that I can out of my potential. And an injury is really hard because that takes me away from that goal. But my goal is still to be the best runner that I can. So what that includes is working through each one of these challenges. So working through the injury to the best of my ability or the sickness to the best of my ability at that time. Like all those things are obstacles on your journey to being like the best runner that you can be. And I'm just assuming that's your goal as well. Maybe your goal is slightly different, but I imagine it's something like that. And uh, one thing that I will say is that everyone has their own set of obstacles at some point in their career. And so I think that a lot of, you know, what defines how great of a athlete runner you can be is how well you can deal with those obstacles. So I think that framing it like that uh, is has been really helpful to me. And those aren't original thoughts. Those are thoughts that come from either working with sports psychs or reading books um, about like performance or like even like stoicism type books and stuff. Like that's the type of stuff that they might talk about in that. So if you do want to, if you do want to be more, if you are interested those are the kind of avenues that you could also go down as like those type of books as well as talking to someone. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough. That's tough situation, especially when it's been a few months and not yeah, just kind of time. like a one-off, um, a one-off bad race or something. Um, I would say my advice from the coffee cauldron would be kind of similar to, you know, they like the, action becomes like motivation type deal where like if you're lacking motivation then sometimes it just takes like the start like the act of starting like if you're lacking motivation running sometimes it just takes like going running and like getting back into it to that will like create the motivation and in a similar way I think you know if you've had bad races for a few months then it probably means you know your confidence is pretty low going into them but I think in the same way that you know action can create motivation I think it can also build that confidence back up. And I think that can stem from like going back to whatever gives you confidence in, in running. Like if you're whatever aspect of training that maybe is, comes easiest to you or is your strength, like obviously you need to work on your weaknesses. And if you've been doing that for a while and, and trying to do more strength work, if you're kind of lacking that or more speed, if you're not, you know, if that's your weakness, then, then sometimes it just takes, going back to whatever makes you feel good or whatever actually is easier for you and then it feels good and then kind of build that confidence back up, kind of going into the next one and then to just keep showing up and then that'll, then hopefully you kind of come out the other side. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest thing is you don't want it to make you like dislike the sport. Mm. Yeah. You don't want to get pessimistic with it. Whatever it is that you can go back to that makes you confident or even just enjoy it. Yeah. So important. 
for sure. E- sometimes easier said than done, though. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So it's definitely uh, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's definitely the people it's a, around you. Yeah, it's a journey. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is a nice place to end it today. We've had a we've had a lovely evening mm. chatting up. Uh, God, Tim Tams have a point five. Don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. Don't don't. I don't know if that's. I don't remember that being a thing when I was a kid. But when I went back to Australia last time, everything had the health star ratings. I'm like, oh, that's not looking good. Not looking good for us. I mean, to be honest, though, if the Tim Tams had more than 0.5, I'd be like, these aren't like good. You know what I mean? Like, they (laughs) have to be bad to be good. You know? I'm not eating a Tim Tam for (laughs) health reasons. Yeah, I'm not eating for health reasons. I'm eating it because I'm trying to like influence my hedonistic lifestyle like it's not it's not nothing to do with like trying to be better yeah anyway well with that on that beautiful note (laughs) um i think this is episode 122 i don't know 120 something (laughs) we're in the 120s we're we're doing all right we're doing all right for cricketer i'll tell you what cricketing when you get to the 120s you're just having fun here aren't you george you're just swinging (laughs) you're just swinging no worries trying to hit the boundary no worries at all worries Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening and joining us for this episode. And we hope to see you all again next week. Bye-bye.